0: Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the American Age podcast. This is C. Travis Webb, editor of the American Age, uh, and I'm speaking to you from Orange, California, and I'm talking to Seth Rodney and Stephen Fullwood. Gentlemen. Yes. Hello. Uh, my name is Seth
1: Rodney. I am an editor and hyperallergic and an adjunct, fa- an adjunct faculty member at <laughs> Parsons the School of Design. And I'm speaking to you from... Uh, South Bronx, was kind of hazy and blech-looking today.
2: Ah, yes. And I am Stephen G. Fullwood, and I am an, a freelance editor, thinker, hippie, and I'm the co-founder of <laughs> the Nomadic Archivist Project, which is a project assisting people of African descent in their quest to provide uh, develop their archival histories. And I'm coming to you from Harlem, and I am in a great mood.
1: Yeah, oh, right. <laughs> can
0: I just say it's it's my my intro uh, gets uh, increasingly attenuated <laughs> and regimented, and Stevens always has a new element, which I appreciate. So. Yeah,
1: Steven brings the boogie woogie. He does. <laughs>
0: that's right. That's right. <laughs> it's all the ayahuasca I can take. I <laughs> All the ayahuasca I can experience. Uh, and this is to remind our listeners that we practice a form of what we like to call intellectual intimacy, which is that we try and give ourselves to uh, the space to uh, be understood and to, to speak our minds. So uh, today's topic is, uh, was inspired by, uh, I believe, a New York Times magazine article, maybe New York Times uh, article, on the way that apps uh, track us constantly. And it was actually Stephen's idea for a podcast. I thought it was a great one. So Stephen, you want to uh, take us into sort of what, what your thoughts were on the article and what, uh, um, what it called to mind?
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, so the app came across my Facebook feed, and I opened it up, and I love the uh, several things about the article. One, I rarely ever think about surveillance um, outside of I don't want to be surveilled. And mm-hmm. it was an opportunity to sort of think about it, and mm. to think about it, like, you know, in the broadest sense, and then sort of, like, however much time I had to do some kinds of research. So um, so I what I think is interesting is the ways in which we're surveilled and we've been surveilled for years, past before the technology. <laughs> and I'm going to get into that a little bit later on. I wanted to, in why Um, the New York Times piece tells us that apps are telling us, are telling us the business, and that, that data mining companies are. Buying this information and using it for inf- for probably you know for advertising, but they could also be used for nefarious purposes. And the mm-hmm. interactive part mm-hmm. of it, I love, is that you become a dot essentially <laughs> in this in the infographic that they provide a couple of infographics. And so I think that it's one of those things where the user terms or the um, what they call it, the privacy notice that you get that you sign off on
1: mm-hmm. is
2: so dense, and so you know you don't want to read a thousand pages on your phone, so you just go check. I definitely want this app. You're not. You're not really clear. I think most of us aren't really clear on what that really means in terms of where our data is going, our personal data. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was curious about what what you guys thought about it when you read it. What did it register for you? For me, essentially, it registered. I need to think a lot more in depth about the surveillance because I think I've become numb, and I don't like that feeling. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah there's a kind of poster blindness to it, right? I mean, that's what they used to call it on college campuses when, mm. when uh, club week would come around, like just posters are everywhere. And mm-hmm. so you just get kind of like, you just don't see them anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, Seth, do you, have, do you have anything you want to say about I it? do, or...
1: I do. I think when I read the piece earlier today, one of the things that first occurred to me was, essentially, we are living in a Black Mirror episode. And oh. for those people mm-hmm. who don't know, Black Mirror is a television series that was written by Charlie Brooker, who's, I think, an ex-journalist, uh, used to work for The Guardian, um, mm-hmm. has been producing TV shows for, I think, a while now, or writing them. Um, I think he's written and produced Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. And Black Mirror is a sort of sort of edge of tomorrow, sort of Twilight Zone uh, kind of... Um, half hour hour scenarios which mm. tell us something essentially profound about how we are living now, right now. And mm-hmm. I think the kinds of ways that we can be tracked according to the Times piece mm-hmm. indicate that we really aren't we really have a lot less agency than we think we do or rather we have less sort of anonymity yeah maybe it's not agency it's anonymity than we think we do one of the things that one of the scarier things that i read in that piece was that there were two apps that had mapped people attending trump's inauguration i'm like why are you doing (laughs) that uh that's Freaky and weird and, um, telling, I suppose. I'm not one who tends to be technophobic and I'm not one who tends to be paranoid about mm-hmm. these kinds of things. Okay. But I do find it, there's a certain kind of awareness that is starting to creep in. I think with people like in my life, like Stephen and frankly, my students at Parsons, who a couple mm-hmm. of, of whom have Undertaken research into this general area on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In data mining, um, basically having their data being used by people they don't know for purposes that they don't necessarily um, sanction. Uh, Agree yes, with. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Sanction is a perfect yeah. word, but I am taken aback by how how much I am sort of made into. A thing for somebody else, right? Like, I don't, mm-hmm. that bothers me. I think that's maybe why I use the word agency. Like, I become like this set of variables for mm-hmm. some company out there to essentially manipulate. And I, and I mean, I noticed this, and there are ways in which I am very complicit because I'm happy to turn on location services so I can find out where the hell I'm going because mm-hmm. I have a horrible sure. sense of direction. So once I get out of the subway, and I've lived in New York for I don't know, 20-something years, and I still get out of the subway, and I'm like, uh, it literally takes me minutes to orient myself. Mm-hmm. So being able to look at my phone at Google Maps and sort of point myself towards um, West 13th Street uh, mm-hmm. is great i am i guess i i'm i'm saying all of this and it feels like i'm i'm kinda of, i'm i'm a bit in a in my own sort of verbal maze now
0: <laughs> well, let me let me let me toss you a line to, 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 to humanize the, the lost moment. <laughs> it reminds me of when uh, we were uh, Seth and I were in uh, I was visiting Seth in London several years ago and he mm-hmm. uh, we were supposed to go to Yield Cheshire Cheese, which mm-hmm. is one of the oldest uh, pubs in, the, in mm-hmm. the city of London. Isn't that uh, the one with the tree it, growing in the middle of it? Uh, you know, it's the one that uh, oh, wow. that Samuel Johnson uh, supposedly frequented. Right. Or, you know, that they use. Uh, and you and I, like, walked around it for an hour before we actually found where we were supposed to go. That's we right. were very late. Right. Anyway, so it just, I, I, as a, as a, it was a way to lighten the, I, I bring that up as a, because there are some real benefits to these yeah, things, right? right? Mm-hmm. I mean, right. things like being able to orient yourself in space Mm -hmm. is nice Um, I uh, this conversation actually and something Stephen had said I don't actually remember now helped me reconcile two things that I have often felt about the issue of privacy and 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 where information about ourselves is being kept and what it's being used for. Mm-hmm. And the 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 line that I would often return to, but I would never argue very strongly because it always didn't – it didn't settle very uh, well with me and I know why now, which is a long preface to say, mm-hmm. for most of human history – We've always known where we each other were, right? Mm, yes. When you lived in a village, like you knew, yes. like where all the other people in the village were. You knew mm-hmm. when people went over behind the banyan tree, or where people, you know, like like that. Privacy mm-hmm. was uh, was just not a thing, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't. Mm-hmm. It, it, Except, and this is, and something that that Stephen said. I don't know if it was intention, uh, intentional. Probably was knowing Stephen. Um, the surveilled part of the way he said about being surveilled, mm-hmm. like cl- it made me. It, it it recalled to me the history of of race in the United States, mm-hmm. right? So black mm-hmm. bodies, non white oh, bodies, yeah. have always been surveilled. Mm-hmm. Right? They've always Absolutely. been surveilled. They've always they've always been watched. You know whether even if it's just like out of the corner of the eye or something mm-hmm. like that. So that feeling of being policed, um, yeah, policed. But see, here is well, let, let let me let me just mm-hmm. let me finish my code and then and then you can jump in. Mm-hmm. The, uh, is that what we're ta- what it really calls? What it brings uh, into focus is sovereignty and power Mm. right so so even even in ancient human history there was always the shaman or the king or whomever that got to go somewhere where other eyes couldn't see wow so Mm -hmm. privacy privacy was an was um was a part of status Ah, premium absolutely that's right and so and that and that is why privacy is I would almost want to argue a kind of uh, uh, sacred responsibility, like to maintain it and protect it. Because it's it's what, it's what ensures a sovereign citizen. Uh, and without that, you that sovereignty, I think, comes under threat. So anyway, I'm sorry, Stephen, you're Well, right. what's
2: interesting, I love that you led into race because I was thinking about this idea. So there's a woman by the name of um, Simone Brown who wrote a book called Dark Matters on the Surveillance mm. of Blackness.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: one of the more important quotes I pulled from the book I thought was really amazing was that rather than seeing surveillance as something inaugurated by new technologies, mm-hmm. such as automated facial recognition, or uh, unmanned autonomous vehicles or drones, to see it as an ongoing, to insist that we factor in how racism and anti-blackness undergird and sustain the intersecting surveillances of our present order. I like that more and think it's it, it serves as a way to kind of think about the criminalization of everybody in the U.S. Mm. through po- you know through collecting there's so much collecting of data mm-hmm. through your um what is it when you drive you have a GPS? license plate oh. license plate mm. that's being checked all the time when you come in and out of mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. different places mm-hmm. you know for tickets or whatever mm-hmm. um, then you have this um, you have the specialty center where downtown Lower Manhattan where you have all these cameras over. Mm-hmm. 6,000 6, cameras is connected to around the city where we're constantly zooming in on people. Mm-hmm. And do you see, um, the, um, what is it, the, uh, there are a few things I think are important. One briefly is that ACLU wrote a piece called What's Wrong with Public Video Surveillance, mm-hmm. is that it really doesn't keep mm-hmm. us safe.
0: Mm. that we're
2: just getting data we're just getting data and we're warehousing data and that is subject to human error and subject to human um what do you call it creep factor where mm-hmm. you're just looking at people mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're not really using it for the thing that you're supposed to be using it for
1: or you end up following an ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend or ex-whatever <laughs> exactly right,
0: yeah. right. So, i i I would I think I probably wouldn't go all the way with you to criminalization and I would say more like infantilization. So mm. I, I, I think it's I think it's a way to basically turn us into helicoptered children right? So you have the sort of helicopter parenting, which is there's always this sort of hovering around. You need to provide their needs. You need to slide their needs in front of them because they aren't going to take care of themselves. They're not going to put a jacket on when it's cold. They're not going to feed themselves when, they eat, when, when they're when they hungry. Um, and so I, I mm-hmm. see the, the, com- the heavily commercial aspect of it mm. as more of an infantilization as opposed to a criminalization because I don't think these people want to put you in jail. I think they just want to sell you a bunch of shit. I think well, that you're being very
2: generous. And go, <laughs> being very generous,
1: I I, I I do I I would tend to agree with Stephen on this point, but I also think that there's a way in which, depending on what we're talking about, we are really data points for certain business concerns. And I don't think that some of those business concerns, I don't know, you know, sort of sussing out where business stops and the police state begins is is sometimes difficult. Mm -hmm. But I think Mm -hmm. for some businesses, they they really don't give a shit what race we are as long as we buy shit. But I do Mm -hmm. think that there is a kind of mythos whipped up around um, public CCTV cameras um, that has to do with the notion that they make us safe. That having people watch us, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is where I think I'm a a slight bit of a monkey wrench in this argument because there's part of me, the conservative part, I will admit, that Mm. doesn't mind the state watching people. And here's here's my here's my rationale. And I know that this is a, 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 a an argument that is has fo- that's chock full of holes, and I'm sure both of you are going to blow more holes <laughs> <laughs> through it, as we should, but, <laughs> as we should. But part of me, part of me, wants to say, well, if you're doing nothing wrong, so what's the problem? Like there, I, like Lawrence Harding, who's a, a friend you both know, mm-hmm. um, um, has this thing. He says, no, I don't want anybody to know where I am. Just leave me alone. And my thing is, I don't mind you knowing where I am because I'm good. Like I'm not going any place, and I worry. And I worry about the guys. I worry about the men, and men in particular, because women do this less. But the men Mm -hmm. who like hop on a plane to go to Malaysia to pick themselves up a small Malaysian boy and Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. do whatever. Um, and then fl- hop a flight back, like you know, Malaysian
0: you- ice cream.
1: Right, there you go, right. <laughs> oh, wow, these are <laughs> terrible things right exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, but my thing is my thing is data point why, why, why shouldn't we know where that person is? Why shouldn't we know where the the child molesters are the 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 rapists, the um, the drug runners that I mean, why shouldn't we?
0: Well, I think, you know, so on on one hand, I think, you know, I'm fine with people who have a clear criminal history being more closely monitored and watched. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the thing that makes people nervous about... Uh, a heavily surveilled population and a state apparatus that maintains that surveillance is that what is acceptable behavior could shift dramatically if certain interests came to power. Which is the Black
1: Mirror episode, right? Like we're, yeah, we're so all it's, monetized. Right.
0: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. all—it's all. We all feel fine with the police state when Obama is president, but right. all of a sudden we really don't like the idea <laughs> when Trump is president. I'm not saying that's—I'm not saying that's true of you, and I know you don't like it across the board, but. But no. I'm saying it's, it's a I good mean, point, though. It's, it's a very good point. I mean, it's yeah. clearly like, yeah. I just like one, it makes me way less comfortable, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, as a rule, given the inherent flaws in our species, mm-hmm. I think it's not a bad thing. To protect, I mean, this is, you know, now we're getting to sort of foundational, what I would call American principles of uh, of limiting centralized power because right. it can be so easily abused. Right.
2: Absolutely. And you actually mentioned something that I think is really important. It's the idea of always knowing that you're being watched. So it's a behavior modification mm. directly and indirectly about How you Mm. present yourself because if you Mm. what if you think a criminal looks like this, it changes the way you might dress. What if a criminal Mm. talks loudly, you know, Mm. you you speak slower or
0: more softly, those kinds of things. And so, I think, or yeah, or what if a criminal is a Uyghur, or a criminal is a Muslim, or a criminal is a I mean, it's, I mean, this is this is exactly. Mm-hmm. This is the problem. I mean, what you just said, Stephen, exactly encapsulates the issue, right?
2: And it's, it's a powerful thing because one of the pieces that I was reading, I think it was the um, – there was a piece from the Washington Post where there were um, – yeah, it was the terrorist attacks in Boston and Orlando and other places where they had certain people on this list that people were calling – there were people who were saying, you should watch this person. There were preachers, uh, friends, uh, what have you. But yeah. these people got caught up in the so-much-information list. That they weren't able to prevent these things from happening. Right. So there's just so much information being um collected Generated. that we're not that. How do you regulate it? How are these um with new technologies where you can enhance? I don't know if you guys watch the it's an adult swim show and it's a spoof on police procedurals, and it's called NF. <laughs> There it is. It's N-T-S-F-S-D-S-U's V. <laughs> and it's hilarious. <laughs> so it's just covering everything. That's hilarious. Nothing, there's a point in it where two of the characters are talking and they're looking at a screen. They're looking at some video footage and she goes, enhance, 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 enhance. And it's so good. You're like... Good gravy. But that's, we're moving <laughs> towards that. We're moving towards so, better can and I, better technology. Yeah. Can ahead. I
0: respond something to something really quickly before I know I haven't, we haven't given Seth a chance to say much, but the the, the I worry about that argument, not because I disagree with it, but mm-hmm. because I feel like it's a no win argument. Because if you, if you're opening the floor to the innovation on the use of that, data collection and information someone will figure that out oh yeah and or someone will structure a study in a way that shows that that level of surveillance actually increases safety i i Mm -hmm. think you have to go at the argument from a baseline of principle which is Mm. that the 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 sovereignty of the individual has to be a baseline good full stop and everything has to has to be measured against that baseline good, which mm-hmm. is the sovereignty of the individual to decide mm-hmm. how how knowledge about their person can be used and distributed.
2: I That's fully cool. agree with that. I definitely agree with that, and it goes mm-hmm. back to my idea of regulation. Mm-hmm. How are these places being regulated? How are mm-hmm. so? There's one. I think in New York City, you're allowed to keep footage for video footage for. Um, for thirty days before you have to erase it. Mm. Okay. And I think it's the audio you can keep a little bit. No, the data points, right? The um, so this is the data. police department can right. keep right. this. The right. police department can keep it for thirty days. Yes. Okay. And so, but I but I think you know about the Hayes codes. This is the Hollywood codes that were developed in 1930, but actually enforced in 1934, where they were is the first sort of film censorship guidelines, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so. What they, what they were trying to do, the produce, film producers and, and, and um, studio heads got together and decided that they wanted to regulate themselves because they saw that the government was coming to do that. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted to get ahead of that. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if a similar thing is happening right now with data um, companies and uh, surveillance companies because it's their bread and butter. If you guys don't regulate yourself, right now there don't seem to be any regulations. You just have the cameras and you can basically do what you want, you know. Mm-hmm given your station, given if you're the police or you're some other kind of other body. So I want folks to, I want us to be more aware of not just what they do with our information, but that there are things in place that protect us with that
1: baseline, you
2: know, and that baseline Mm -hmm. doesn't appear to be anywhere in anything that I've read so far. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, the Times
1: article indicated that, I mean, and this kind of, the google Can, mm-hmm. well no 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 the the oh. pending legislation from the democrat i think in california or was it utah there's a, there's a there's a particular uh uh congressperson who wanted to introduce legislation to begin to basically pro- protect an individual sovereignty by saying that mm-hmm. they um that they would have to an individual would have to expressly allow uh, especially in, expressly endorsed the use of a business concern mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. have his or her data manipulated, used in um, the ways we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that's a, a point of clarity I'm glad we got to today. I think that helps me think through some of the sort of vague misgivings and mm-hmm. um, fears I had around this. Um, I think it make that makes perfect sense to me to protect our our individual i mean sovereignty is a better word i think than agency or autonomy or even anonymity um mm-hmm. i think cuz I, I think it encompasses all of those things mm-hmm. um, i think um uh we are always sort of ever since ever since the invention of invention the onset of modernity where you have a nation state an apparatus mm-hmm. That takes responsibility for the social order um, i uh, I think that we have had since that point and that's like for you know European nations that's around I guess the seventeenth century
0: mm-hmm. ever
1: since that point, we have had a kind of struggle between the individual and the state, a mm-hmm. kind of sussing out where one's agency or sovereignty stops and the state's begins. And mm-hmm. I think technology isn't sort of making that new. It's just changing the terms of that struggle, that engagement uh, yes. in, in particular ways.
2: And it's illuminating it. It's actually mm. that tension. Yes. That tension that Morrison, Toni Morrison wrote about it in her um, Nobel lecture. And mm-hmm. and what she said was that a president at one point could be inaugurated one that afternoon and then walk home that night by himself. And there's a Mm. tension between that social and that big thing. And then also this individual.
0: Mm. And then she thinks that tension
2: should ought to remain there of that individual and the society.
0: Yes. Yes. And one of the and and one quick note before we wrap up um, is one of the distinctions that we really didn't make. We didn't really have time to make is Mm -hmm. between the type of uh, surveillance apparatus that uh, that is being built by private companies and those that are being uh, Mm -hmm. that being built by the by the United States and other countries. And say what you will. Um, of the power of the individual voter and whether voting matters. I mean, there are people that study things like this, but you have a hell of a lot proportion, more proportional power as a single voter than you do as a twenty or thirty thousand dollar a year wage worker mm, uh, in yeah. the, in, mm-hmm. the ma- in the maintenance of those two apparatus. I mean, you you really you 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 absolutely are well nigh powerless in the face of what facebook is going to do or google is going to do in a way that i d- mm. in spite of, of of our smallness in in the face of something like the us government mm-hmm. um, we have we have more um, impact in that arena i would i would argue i agree yeah. with that yeah me too me too same page um, so, so next week we'll try and get back to our, t- our our habit of saying what we're going to talk about next week. Next week we'll be talking about uh, role models. I think is what we decided on. Yes. Um, so yes, uh, I want
1: to bring in Charles Barkley into that conversation. <laughs> give him give him a good kicking around the ring. <laughs> wow! Wow! All okay. Talk. So yeah.
0: So next next week, role models. Uh, okay. Seth Stephen, thanks very much for the conversation. Indeed, Just remember, Big you. Brother's watching you. <laughs> <laughs> a good day.